Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. It is your Saturday mailbag. We are recording 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday afternoon. We have some updated news for you and plenty of your emails fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. I'm Adam Azer. Oh, I don't have any I don't have any music for you, Ben. That's only a Wednesday thing. But but, but Benny and the Gretsch is here. What's up? How's it going, buddy? Going well. We have something special planned today, don't we? You had oh yeah, we have we got a little something up our sleeves today. That's true. Who's uh, who's joining the show? Yeah, we got Rich Rebar joining the show. Who Adam a couple of weeks back? Who the hell no is Rich Rebar? Who he was? <laughs> he's at Lord Rebs on Twitter. Those of you who know who he is, he's over at Sharp Football Analysis now. Warren Sharp's uh, website. He was previously at NBC's Roto World. He's the author of the awesome worksheet weekly uh, article that breaks down. The week, each week, he's going to give you awesome analysis on your start sits this week because he's already been elbow deep in every game all week long. So, Rich, what's going on, man? Ben, it's great to be on. You know, uh, I've, I've hung out with you a few times and you uh, we've got a relationship. Uh, it was nice that you guys reached out after, you know, pocket aces over there. Adam Azer, uh, you know, uh, d- didn't know I was a real person on your show a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But uh, I don't blame him uh, because, you know, as, as much as we think that the how much ground we cover in our little bubble of fantasy football on the Twitter sphere, uh, there's a lot of uh, the fantasy football world is very vast and we don't cover as much ground as we like to think we do. So it's always nice to to meet new people and you know reach out and have some new people find some of my work so i mean i appreciate you guys you know extending it out to me and having me on uh it's really it's certainly ben's pleasure and it's also my pleasure to have you on i'm really excited about this because you have some amazing stats uh and your twitter handle is at lord reebs which is r-e-e-b-s but your last name is spelled completely differently than that and has a weird h at the beginning that threw me off completely (laughs) but it's silent uh and you have tech mobile and zach morris on a gigantic uh, car phone, it seems, uh, in your Twitter profile. Are you familiar with Zach Morris' trash? Yeah, I am. I've done a, a actual podcast, you know, talking about that as well. But, you know, when I started on Twitter, you know, back in now, I want to say it's been seven or eight years now. It's uh, We've been doing this. But, uh, you know, Zach Morris was like from fantasy football, you know, Zach always had an answer for everything, uh. you know, on the show, Saved by the Bell. Like no matter what the problem was, He'd have some terrible scheme or something else to get out of it. And that's how kind of fantasy football is. And that's why I use the avatar. Uh, no matter what pops up, we're not expecting in fantasy football. You know, you got to be quick and you've got to adapt. And uh, that was uh, Zach Morris. He always, he never let anything, you know, ruffle him. Yep. And you got to be so excited and so scared. But people, I just wanted to let you know, <laughs> I don't know how much you've heard of me, but people actually did ask me many times if I did the voice for. Zach Morris is trash. And no, I don't. But I guess I, I guess I sound like that guy. So, Rich, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk fantasy football here. And is there anything is there anything you'd like to talk about in the world of fantasy football before we get into the news and notes? Any like buy low, sell high, reaction to Thursday, something this week? What the floor is yours? 
I mean, uh, I don't know how we're all going to recover from Jordan Howard night, but, uh, you know, uh, on Thursday with the three touchdowns like everyone is expecting and then losing Devontae Adams at the end of his career game. But, uh, you know, just, you know, we're already a month in. It's crazy how fast this always goes by every year and we get into it. We wait all summer for the season to start. And then now we're already going to be a quarter of the way through the regular season. It's just it's just crazy how fast it goes by. Um, So, I mean, uh, I hope everyone's sitting on some wins already because, you know, you want to be 0-4 after this weekend. Jordan Howard night last night yeah. was so tilting. <laughs> it was, I was not happy about that. I didn't really care that much because only 8%. <laughs> he's only started in 8% of leagues. And, you know, I know Ben and I both mentioned on the Wednesday show that we had to start Miles Sanders in one league. And I'll take my seven fantasy points. Um, yeah, he was fine. But, yeah, Ben, it's not going to happen with Miles Sanders. Like Not, not as soon as I was hoping. No, sure. Their schedule is disastrous after their next week against the Jets. It's like if he's in a timeshare, when am I ever going to feel comfortable starting it? But not to like week 13 or something like that. It sucks. Yeah, um, he ran five pass routes on Thursday night. Pretty, pretty stellar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't throw a lot. Howard only like, ran nine. I mean, that was <laughs> a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when did Jordan Howard get four reception potential or four target, three reception and receiving touchdown potential? I, that just came out of nowhere. Well, let's do the news and notes. Chris Godwin is a game-time decision. Uh, ben, would you start Chris Godwin at the Rams if he plays? Yeah, I think that game's going to be kind of a shootout. I think if you have him, you're probably putting him in your lineup. Oh, wow. Okay, because the Rams' defense is pretty nasty, Ben. Not, not worried? No, not. I mean, I if he's playing and he's going to be healthy, I, I'm concerned about his health. But you're saying if he's playing, like, yeah, I'm I'm starting him. Okay. Uh, how about Devin Singletary? Look, if he play, it doesn't matter. We don't like the the Patriots running backs. <laughs> Ito Smith practiced. Uh, where are you on Devontae Freeman with Tennessee coming in, Rich? Uh, where are you on Devontae Freeman right now? Disappointing start to the season. Yeah, still kind of where we were, one foot in, one foot out, kind of, you know, the first two games he ran into terrible matchups. Last week he played 90% of the team snaps uh, with Edo Smith inactive. So, I mean, we, we got to expect Edo to come in and get a little bit of that. And the matchup isn't as good as it was last week against Indianapolis. I mean, Tennessee's just 13th in rushing points allowed per game. Uh, but as a home favorite, he's going to be back in like that RB2 kind of mix again. It's a deep bucket of guys we don't feel good about, but we're going to keep playing for touches. Terry McLaurin is questionable. That is disappointing. Uh, Paul Richardson, I picked him up in a deep league. And, you know, if McLaurin's out, yeah, Ben, would you be interested in Richardson? Yeah. I mean, if you are in need of a receiver, yeah. One of the things in his profile that hasn't been great so far this year is he hasn't been seen as many air yards, as many downfield shots. McLaurin has kind of just taken that work away from him. If McLaurin's out, I would expect Richardson to continue to get that. And we have seen his role kind of grow a little bit underneath. I mean, he's still gotten some targets. They don't have anyone to throw the ball to. Giants can't defend anybody. I would I would take a shot on him if you, if you are in need of receiver help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Giants give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Rich, would you rather have Paul Richardson or maybe Dontrell Inman, who it seems like he's going to be the number two wide receiver for the Chargers as Mike Williams is out and Travis Benjamin is doubtful? 
I would still go Paul Richardson just because that game is a little more back and forth potential than the Chargers. And I, I got to say, though, I mean, this would be the most Chargers thing ever to lose to the worst team in NFL history. If there's <laughs> one franchise that could pull this off and, and do it, it, it would be the Chargers. Uh, but yeah, Inman gets a little bump. I bumped him up to wide receiver 45 in my rankings. I think that's kind of where he's like a like a on that fringe flex spot. And then if McLaurin doesn't play, Paul Richardson will move uh, up into like that wide receiver three area. Two touchdowns the past two weeks at least you know uh that game is a little bit chance for back and forth i guess i should mention trey quinn right like if if mclaurin's out because because the giant i mean there's a good chance two wide receivers do well and vernon davis too yeah i think is going to be viable the giants are always pretty bad against tight ends and so he's somebody that i'm going to stream i've already picked up in a couple leagues and i'm going to stream this weekend where i don't have great tight ends justin jackson's out is there a a chargers running back it's probably not going to be melvin gordon is there another Chargers running back that's going to fill the Justin Jackson void? I think we're just going to see a ton of Austin Eckler. Yeah. I mean, I, they, they know Gordon's coming back. Like they don't, even if they get ahead, like, you know, they might work in another back, but, and I don't even honestly know who that is. Uh, Trial Jackson, Pope. Is it Tremaine Pope? Okay. Yeah. See, that's um, why we have Rich on. Yeah, Lord exactly. Reeves, baby. Just looking it up, but he's already <laughs> on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he might get work in the second half, but like, why wouldn't they just go with Eckler knowing that they have Gordon coming back next week and they can give Eckler a little bit of a breather next week? Yeah, Eckler, I was like uh, kind of nervous about paying up for Eckler on FanDuel, and now I'm not at all. It yeah. just makes too much sense. And Darius Leonard is out for the Colts, and T.Y. Hilton did not practice. So um, so there's that. All right, we'll get to the uh, to the emails. I wanted to ask you, Rich, what's sort of your your fantasy football process? Uh, what what are the things you look at when making decisions? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I write a weekly article called The Weekly Worksheet. Uh, I've been doing it for seven years now. It's uh, you know kind of floated around from site to site. And uh, it was at NBC for the past three years. But now it's at Sharp Football. And it's kind of similar to kind of what Ben does. I mean, you know, I'm taking a top-down view of usage of players. That's kind of what I want to look at. I want to see who's on the field, who's getting – uh, used and then I'm t- applying it to the matchups, you know, of that of that given week. Um, and then I'm throwing in like a bunch of like great like statistical nuggets. Something like if you're watching the game with your father-in-law, you could throw out to him, and you know, it, you'll you'll sound look smart. He'll be like, oh, I didn't know you knew that. And, you know, you, you'll look good uh, watching the games with your family. But yeah, I'm li- really just looking at usage and then applying it to the matchups, and then we're gonna go from there. Do you feel like you still need to impress your father-in-law? Yeah, always. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, uh, I, I feel like I, I, I would, when I, uh, my kids get old enough to where I am a father in law, uh, I want to at least be, let them know that I'm applying pressure at all times. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. Well, you, you heard me mention FanDuel and Austin Eckler is in my FanDuel lineup. And you are all invited to play FanDuel against me. Go to fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. And join our little fantasy football today contest for just five dollars. Now, let's say you want a five dollar bonus to use toward that contest. So you basically don't even have to pay for it every week. Well, you sign up at FanDuel if you're a new user. You go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT, you make a twenty dollar deposit, and you get an extra five dollars in site credit every week for four weeks. You know, FanDuel's awesome because you don't have to worry about tough matchups. You can find the ones you like. You can get Daniel Jones on your team because he's the best quarterback in football. We love Daniel Jones. He's going to be great this week. And he's like the 13th or 15th most expensive quarterback, something like that. Go ahead and put Daniel Jones on your FanDuel roster. Um, I know I will in some leagues. So that's the other thing. You can play as many contests as you want. You can spread out your money however you want. A dollar contest, $10, $25, whatever. They have all these different contests 
uh, for you to feel comfortable with. So get as many good players as you want on your teams. It's a lot of fun. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash FFT or you download the FanDuel app if you're a new user, uh, you get $5 in site credit every week for four weeks if you deposit 20 bucks. One more time, FanDuel.com slash FFT. All right, you guys have uh, written us your questions. Let's get to them. So first we'll do some trades, and then we'll do some regulating since start and sit. Mitch from Des Moines. My starting Ingram is my starting Ingram. My starting <laughs> tight end is Evan Ingram, but I also have Darren Waller. Pause to take victory lap. All right, good job. Is Waller a viable option for my flex spot going forward, or should I be looking to trade him? I also have Marlon Mack, Larry Fitzgerald, and John Brown. So, Rich, what would you do? Would you try to trade Waller or just keep him? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to move one of those tight ends just because tight end is such a vacant hole for so many teams out there in the in the fantasy world. So, I mean, I want to take one of those guys and move him for another position that I, I can have that's functional, a running back or a wide receiver, if you can make that type of decision. As far as playing the dual tight ends, you know, if you can flex the tight end, it really – the tight ends just don't score on par with receivers. It's tough. Even when you see a guy like Darren Waller have the 13 catches last week. I mean, if you can get 13 catches every week, he can. But, I mean, that's that's probably a, a, on the top end of the spectrum range of outcomes for him. Uh, would you look at, like, a weekly layout? I mean, the top receivers are just going to outscore the top tight ends. Uh, so, I mean, I want to flip one of those guys for a running back or wide receiver. All right, let's go to uh, Jega. Uh, I don't know, J-E-G-A. Should I drop drop Baker Mayfield and pick up blank, Ben? Pick up Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If Daniel Jones is available. I think he's a viable option this week. Uh, he's, I'm trying he's, to think of spoiler alert. He's it might. He's not available because he's so good that <laughs> right. everybody wanted him because he's you know so good. I, I'm a Giants uh, fan, Rich. This is the only thing I've been happy about in like seven years. So, so my son is a huge Giants fan, and uh, he's been he was, he's yes. been ecstatic. Uh, he's, I already got him the Danny Dimes roto wear shirt. I don't know. Where, how are you on the nickname where you come out hate on the it. nickname? I hate it. It's, I don't even think he likes it. Um, so I, I think we can do better than that. Like, <laughs> you know, even like Indiana Jones would be better than Danny Dimes. I'm sorry. It so just, Adam, I got to give you a little background on this. His son back, like when the Madden ratings came out, oh, yeah. Rich was tweeting about how his son was just furious that that Daniel Jones had such a low Madden rating and this is back when the whole you know the whole fantasy Twitter world hated Daniel Jones still and didn't think he was very good so it was pretty funny and it turns out Rich's 14 year old son is the only one who who knew all along (laughs) very nice good for him uh you know his his father-in-law is gonna be very impressed by that story at some point (laughs) uh you know I I do want to talk about Mayfield though I feel like I'm the only person in the war. Well, I'm sure there's probably a few people. I kind of feel like he could be good this week. And I'm not quite as down on him as, as uh, the fantasy community is. Where do you guys stand on Baker? I'm not cutting yeah. him yet. I mean, I, I still think there's plenty of upside in this offense. I'm I'm definitely concerned. I, the, like the issues with the offense are very clearly scheme related. They're, they're just, I, I think Freddie Kitchens is overmatched. I think we've seen enough already to believe that. So I, I'm pretty concerned. I when Rich was saying the only team that could go into Miami and lose is the Chargers, or the only franchise that could do that, I was thinking in my head, well, the Browns could probably do it too. <laughs> Rich, where do you uh, where do you stand on Baker? 
Yeah, I mean, we still want to hold because he, just the attachment to some of the pieces they have in that offense. But, I mean, uh, Ben hit on the nail on the head. I mean, you look at some of the scheme. It's just they're, they're running too much stuff downfield. They're trying to push things too far downfield. And if Baker's developed some bad habits, you look at uh, his splits. He's been sacked on 24% of his pressure dropbacks this season. That's the sixth highest. Last year, he was 16th. Or uh, 27th at 16% of getting sacked and his pressure dropback. So he was get he was getting pressure still at a similar rate, but getting rid of the football, not taking these sacks. Uh, we saw it on that uh, Sunday night game. I mean, he's just flooding right, you know, holding the ball too long, taking bad sacks. Uh, we need to see him kind of get back into some good habits. And the way to do that is for them to start, you know, running some stuff in the intermediate tertiary part of the field, you know, quick right. releases and stuff like it that. It seems like they um, like that's the kind of thing that a coaching staff should be able to fix. You don't see good quarterbacks mm-hmm. do that. You, you, when he comes off the field, the coach should be talking to him about where the ball should have been going, where the hot read is, where the shorter route is. And it it's happening over and over again. It's a re- like you, you see these mistakes occasionally, but the fact that it's so re- it's the, the same mistake and it's re- it's repeating itself where Baker's holding the ball too long and turning and running and basically playing, uh, you know, backyard football, running backwards and chucking off his back foot. You know, you see those kinds of bad habits sometimes, but that's the kind of stuff that a, a good coach recognizes and addresses and schemes to fix. And, and that's where I think that it's more on kitchens almost because it's natural for him to for Baker to play a little bit wild if if he's getting pressured. That's what the coaches have to step in and be like, here's what we, you know, we were scheming for. Here's what you need to do. Here's the read you need to make. Here's where the ball needs to be. Uh, well, yeah, I think the offensive line is a big problem for them too. It's sure, all, it's that's all a, related. That's a legitimate issue. I mean, you can't, you, he can't drop back and pass right now. Uh, who would you guys rather have rest of season? And then we'll move on. Daniel Jones or Baker Mayfield? <laughs> oh man, I'll uh, take Baker. It's a serious question. I mean, it is, but it's that's why I said, oh man. I mean, you, I think you could make a case for Daniel Jones, but I'm going to take Baker. Yeah, I would too. Like I said, just the attachment to personnel, and then uh, after this, I mean, you got the, the the you know we we had a great Daniel Jones game against the Bucks. Probably have a, a real solid game against the Redskins, uh, but you know some of these other stickier matchups. Uh, we'll see how he responds. Yeah, right. no, I, I will all take Baker. Okay, this is from a small town. It's south of Louisville. Um, I don't know, Rich. I don't know how your geography is, but you know, if you'd like to throw out a town, you feel free. Uh, I wanted to get some feedback on my trade. I gave up Tyrell Williams for Chris Carson. I also have Julio Jones, Juju, and Godwin. So I gave up Tyrell Williams for Chris Carson. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm worried about Carson, but I would do that, especially when you have good receivers. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what trading's about, is taking something that you have in surplus and taking finding someone that needs it and has something you need. All right, a little controversy here. I know you guys didn't hear this on the show. Uh, it was on Thursday, I believe. This is from Shannon in Pittsburgh. Now, oh, here's another thing that we do on Fantasy Football Today, Rich. Uh, people give us greetings, and we have to guess them, and Ben is just awful at it. I'm real bad at so this, let's but see. Rich will be good at yeah, it. Yeah, Rich will definitely be good at this. Hey, Ace, Paul, Chris, and Gene. Uh, we got to go uh, Ace, right? Well, no. Who, no, who, no, you're oh. trying to guess the common thread between Ace, Paul, Chris, and Gene. Yeah, I'm, and I have no I'm idea pretty sure is. that's Kiss. Oh, it's Kiss. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, so here's the question from Shannon. On the 926 show, Adam seemed to be inconsistent about his idea of the use of fantasy intel. Adam called out the use of Melvin Gordon's return as shady when trading Eckler with another owner who might not have seen the news. Yet later in the podcast, he used the term good intel to describe Heath's edition of Jags rookie running back Raquel Armstead based on info that Pete Prisco drink provided to Jamie. 
Why is it okay to use Intel to fleece all the owners in a league when picking up a player that others may not know about versus just using Intel to fleece one clueless owner in a trade? Do you need more background? Does this make sense? Yeah. So who knew about the... So so oh, that Pete, was a, that was a write-in situation. So I Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco mentioned that the Jaguars might be wanting to get Raquel Armstead more involved, and then Heath went and and picked up Armstead. I said, "Oh, that's that's good use of intel," or whatever I said. But earlier in the show, I said that I think it's shady if you, as the Austin Eckler owner, had just heard about the breaking news that Melvin Gordon was going to return, and then you immediately went and offered Austin Eckler to someone who you thought maybe didn't know the news, and you tried to rip that owner off. I would never do something like that. I think it's poor fantasy ethics. And I think there's a huge difference between picking up a player based on something that you heard from an expert and then go trying to like abuse a, a clueless fantasy owner who might not be at his or her phone and seeing the breaking news of that. Like, I think it's completely different. And I stand by that. You should not have offered Austin Eckler. I mean, somebody. I agree with you on the Eckler thing, but the Heath, Heath getting, I mean, that's basically like intra, insider trading right there. No, he gets said, some information. No, he said, it on, he said it on fantasy football today. He said it on a, on our video show. He wasn't like, yeah, was, was that going live? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well then there, I mean, that's fair enough. Okay. So I win this argument. This is from quad man. <laughs> I traded Saquon Barkley and Jarvis Landry for Nick Chubb and Brandon Cooks. Was this a good trade for me, Rich? I traded Saquon and Jarvis Landry for Chubb and Cooks. Yeah, you traded a, a guy that's not playing and is injured. So, I mean, one thing that uh, you probably don't know about me, Ed, was I am completely a guy that's against acquiring or having any injury optimism with players. It's just a hard rule I have. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. It's usually mostly right. Is injury optimism is a hill so many fantasy players have died on uh, in, in over the years. And we all have done it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not someone that's actively trying to scoop up Saquon with saying I'm going to just get to use him in my playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, you can trade a guy that's not playing, might be out up to eight weeks for someone you can use now, especially a guy like Nick Chubb, and then you're upgrading Landry to Brandon Cooks. I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. The second part of that yeah. trade is terrific. Landry for Cooks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach in Wisco. Dear Amos, Richard, Willie, and Jerome. Those are... Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers running backs. Amos Zeraway, Jerome Bettis, Richard Mendenhall, and Willie Parker. Did you Google that? No. Good, good for you. That's got to be Pittsburgh running backs, right? It, yeah, Amos? it must be. Good for you. It's beautiful. Uh, Gray the trade in PPR. I was the Cam Newton owner. I traded John Brown and Tyrell Williams for Deshaun Watson. Uh, Grade it. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends. Oh, he has good other receivers. Uh, yeah, no, I'll give that a, you know, C plus. I, I, I'm never really big on on trying to acquire a big name quarterback, uh, and I, I still think having depth at receivers is important. But he does have a lot of other good receivers. Those are two pretty that's good receivers. Good but they were waiver wire also, ads for him. That's a good trade. Yeah, I mean, that's. Deshaun Watson has to be a legitimate difference maker at quarterback. We just saw Daniel Jones come out of nowhere and be like, what if he, if Daniel Jones can be 80% of Deshaun Watson the rest of the year, you just gave up stuff for something you, you could have gotten really close to on the waiver wire is, is kind of the point I'm making. But I do think Deshaun Watson is basically that guy. We just haven't seen a lot of optimism. I mean, he, he's, he's been, he's, fine. he's had two, he's out of, no, two, of, two, three of two of his three games have been like amazing. Right. Last mm -hmm. week was big. I'm I'm just concerned that he's not hooking up with Will Fuller enough, I guess. I mean, he obviously hit the tight ends. I don't think that's going nice. to continue uh, the, the tight end production. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, what? Like, 
I'm not trying to talk negatively about Deshaun right. Watson, but I'm trade. just a little bit concerned about trading two viable receivers for a quarterback. All right, I, yeah, you have to be deep at receiver, and he is. Uh, it's from B. Smitty, dear Dewey, Cheatham and How. Oh, that's like, hey, Dewey, Cheatham and How. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, in non PPR, give up Juju to get Wentz and Melvin Gordon. Would you do that, Rich? Give up Juju to get Wentz and Melvin Gordon. I mean, only if you need a running back and you're good at, and you're okay at wide receiver. If you ran into something after, you probably took Juju in the first round or the first second round turn. Uh, that's the the part of the trade that you're looking at. Cause the rest of the quarterback side just falls into what Ben just talked about. Um, you know, Juju, he's just kind of. I think he's just going to live in that wide receiver three area. He is a guy that his expected points are exactly lined up with his actual fantasy points, which is pretty wild. Cause a lot of people think he's actually underperformed, but he's just underperformed draft capital, just not his uh the types of targets he's getting he's actually right on par with what he's been getting so how would you not say this is a great trade if you're giving up juju to get forget about wentz but i mean i i wouldn't forget about wentz because you know i think he's good but but just to get melvin gordon i mean i think it's ter- especially in non-ppr i think this is a terrific trade yeah it's a good trade i think too especially as eckler he's he's acquiring melvin gordon by the way folks fantasy analysts hate quarterbacks i think we just heard it <laughs> twice <laughs> we do it's 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 true nick in spokane where are you fellas at with jimmy garoppolo and his long-term outlook uh, let me read the second part of this because it's actually pretty funny am i crazy to say i see a future where gardner Minshew is a better fantasy option for the next five years than garoppolo so this is a dynasty question and i'm gonna say yes you're crazy i don't i don't think well i mean i Maybe you're not crazy. I, I could, I could imagine it, uh, but I'm still, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has the contract. I'm still totally buying into the fact that he's going to continue to to play a ton over the next couple of years, and he hasn't started a ton. He, like some bumps in the road is is a little bit to be expected. I still think you have to, like, we don't even know if Minshew is going to play after this year. Is my point? Yeah, no, but but you got to take Garoppolo over Minshew, but. How are you feeling about him? Do you think he's a franchise quarterback? Gardner Minshew? No, <laughs> Garoppolo. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a strong opinion on him, but I know Rich is a, is a 49ers fan, so let's get Rich's take Ooh, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of up in the air. He's kind of a mixed bag. you know. He's he, If you look at just his yards per attempt in San Francisco, I mean, they're just incredible. I mean, just a little under nine, uh, but he throws a lot of interceptions, uh, and he doesn't really run. You know, which we like. I like my quarterbacks to run. I prefer it, actually. Uh, so, I mean, he's kind of just this mixed bag. And then he doesn't have, like, any alpha weapons on offense, which I always like, you know, to have with my quarterback as well. So he's just kind of, you know, kind of system generated right now um, and really doesn't put up these big games for fantasy, even though with his stats, you know, the passing yards and yards for attempt. Because, like I said, he doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns and he doesn't run. So he's just kind of like one of those perpetual QB2 type of guys. But Minshew like Kirk may not even play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's kind of like That's a, a poor call. man's Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, it, so on a scale of, of one to Daniel Jones, like where would you put it? <laughs> <laughs> but people may have heard what you just said about not having like an ace. So I don't remember what you said, but exactly. But you, George Kittle is not that kind of guy, you don't think, for Garoppolo? Yeah, I mean he's a tight end though. I mean, it, I mean the, you have those guys, the uh, Kittle and Kelsey. There's a limited, a limited grouping of those guys, but he doesn't have like these big wide receivers. Uh, and then you know 
Um, like I said, he's not running either and getting you those bonus points. So he's like, I think like, you, I think go of like a poor man's Kirk Cousins or just maybe a rich man's Kirk Cousins. Now. Yeah, he might be a rich man's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I was thinking like Cousins with the Redskins, um, not Cousins with the Redskins. Okay, moving on here. This is from Brazil Boy. I'm in a guillotine league where the lowest scoring team each week is eliminated and their players are put on waivers. How much of Fab, $500, are you using for a top tier round one player like Zeke? Are you spending big early or trying to save your fab until the end? So every week, you know, you've got guys that are available. So how much would you spend on like the elite players out of a $500 budget? I think I would spend early. Then you have the guy longer. You're helping. I mean, I've never played in a guillotine league, but I think saving it is pretty presumptuous because you can get knocked out any week if you have the low score. So I think like if you get a Zeke, you get him the rest of the year. Hopefully he helps you avoid getting knocked out for the next couple of months, and he's helpful. Would you spend? Would you spend four hundred and fifty dollars of a five hundred dollar budget on Ezekiel Elliott? Man, I, I just don't know know enough about guillotine leagues. I, I think probably because there's guys coming in every single year, that seems like a, a high thing to do for any individual. Or every week, there's new guys getting dropped. That seems like a high thing to do for any individual player. But a guy like Zeke, maybe it's maybe it's viable. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's, it's, he's going to go for that much anyways. And I don't know if this guy's individual league, uh, this owner's individual league, and he's been gauging the first three weeks. But uh, I'm in one, and Saquon was available week one, and he went for 90%. Obviously, now that looks terrible in, in hindsight because he lost Saquon. But, I mean, yeah. you, hit, you hit it on the head. Yeah. You want to have these guys as long as possible because you're, you're playing the week-to-week game. And if it's a top-five option, like he was a top-five draft pick. And you're getting, so you're just adding one of those off of waivers with fab money to your already roster that survived for three weeks. So you're actually not one of the worst teams in the league already. And you're adding that to your roster. I mean, I would go heavy on one of those type, a caliber uh, starting option like that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I don't know if this is more of a baseball thing or not, but it would also depend to me if you could do $0 bids throughout the league, throughout the uh, right. season, just to kind yep. of get by with kickers and DSTs and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. that, that is going to make a big difference. Uh, Steven from the Flowers. Let's go rapid fire here to finish this segment. Steven from the Flower City. Dear Peyton, Andrew, Johnny, and Earl, those are Colts quarterbacks. I have three quarterbacks on my roster. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Jameis Winston. Who do I keep in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league? Kyler. Yeah, why does he have three quarterbacks? (laughs) (laughs) It's the wrong crowd to be asking that question. You have have two too many quarterbacks. I would probably keep. I I keep Kyler, and I probably just cut both of the other two. I would probably keep Kyler and Jameis. This is from Stefan in Brooklyn. Um, Last week, this is the last week to cheaply pick up Golden Tate, Antonio Callaway, uh, Chris Herndon, and Ben Watson. Wow, I haven't even heard about Ben Watson uh, what do you think of the the rest of season value looks like? I love Herndon because Adam Gase is doing the thing he did in Miami where he's playing all the starters over 90% snap shares. They're like the only ones touching the ball. Uh, and that has meant Ryan Griffin's been playing a, a ton. I think that's just an indication that when Herndon comes back, maybe not the first game he's back, but pretty quickly he's going to be playing above 90% of the snaps, running a ton of routes. And Sam Donald's going to be back. So I kind of like buying low on some of the Jets. Herndon's a guy that I'm sta- – like the leagues I was talking about earlier where I'm playing Vernon Davis, part of that's because I, I drafted Herndon. They're like auctions where I spent a buck on Herndon and I've been holding him. It's kind of killed me over the first couple of weeks because I don't really have a, any good tight ends to play, but I'm expecting big things from him. And Tate, I mean, Tate needs to be – I think should be picked up too. Just when you have that good of a quarterback, you know, you should probably <laughs> – Get Golden Tate. Um, I'm not that big on Tate, but Rich, where are you at on Tate? 
Uh, I mean, he's fine. I mean, how many weapons are we expecting, you know, uh, right. Daniel Jones? So, I mean, uh, Pocket Ace has expected him to, you know, definitely support the whole offense. But losing Saquon helps uh, <laughs> Golden Tate. Uh, it helps his, helps him uh, a little bit, where I probably would have a little bit a little more down with Saquon still there, saying, well, now he's the fourth option, but now he's at least at worst the third. Are you calling me Pocket Aces because of because of my initials? Yeah. Okay. I'm Did really you... bad at poker. Just just to let you know. <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> no, I assumed, but I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, listen, you get you get on me for not picking up things. I, quickly. I picked I mean, it up. That was I was just right confirmed. when he said it. I was like, oh, that's a good nickname, AA. Yeah. Listen, I've been I have been AA for 35 years, and no one's ever called me Pocket Aces. So I just just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing <laughs> something here. Uh, guys, do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? If you do, that's because you haven't used SeatGeek. SeatGeek makes it really, really easy. I remember, <laughs> I remember back in the day, I used to go on Craigslist and find shady people who were selling tickets and then meet them somewhere and pick up tickets. Well, we don't have to do that anymore. And I would also search like four or five websites and then I'd finally find the seats I was looking for. But I can do it all on SeatGeek, which by the way, has over 50,000 five-star reviews in the app store. How's that for customer satisfaction? SeatGeek just has a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. It rates each deal on a scale of one to 10 and displays them on an interactive seat map, breaks down the details. If you see a big green dot, those are the ones that you want to buy. Red dots are overpriced. So I'm telling you right now, got some playoff baseball coming up right in my neck of the woods. And I'm going to be on SeatGeek as soon as the schedule comes out, looking for seats and hopefully buying uh, some tickets. You can sort by price. You can sort with the fees so you know exactly what it's going to cost you, and you can save 10 bucks on your first purchase if you use the promo code FFT. Download the SeatGeek app and use that code. It's FFT. Get 10 bucks off your first purchase. That is a great offer on a great, great ticketing app. It's SeatGeek, and the promo code is FFT for $10 off. How are you enjoying the show so far, Rich? Oh, it's been a, it's been a blast. I mean, I, I I mean, we should have my son on just to talk about Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, like you and him would get along very well. I'm sure we would. Although I don't play Madden, um, <laughs> and I'm not good at poker, so I don't, I don't know if that would matter at all. But uh, you're about to enter the most exciting part of of fantasy football today. It is time to regulate. We've got I'm commissioner fine. emails. Here we go. This is from Adam in New York. I'm in a fair, fairly serious home league, and we just found out that one team member was quote running late for our online draft, so he had a ringer draft for him. Only issue is his ringer was an industry guy whose part-time job is fantasy football analyst. Now, this guy's team is an absolute wagon, 3-0 and and most fantasy points so far. We just found this out, and we're all kind of pissed. What should we do about it, if anything? So I've done this for people around yeah. my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, multiple there's times. The draft day consultant site we both worked for for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can really do much of anything here. I, that's like, how different is that from him getting advice from somebody? It's different. It's different, I'd say. There are no ringers in fantasy football, though. Let me clearly state that. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> well, Adam, I mean, we haven't talked about the podcast league I'm that that I'm in much with Ben Schrager, but I'm the only 0 and 3 team right now against a bunch of the podcast listeners. Oh, so we you should know talk what? No, more. the thing about the podcast league is that it, 
everybody you're playing with listens to everything you say, knows the guys you want, <laughs> knows all your sleepers, breakouts, and busts, and probably thinks very similar to you. So it's always a, an extremely competitive league. I would be a little bit pissed off if I were just like, you know, if I had found out that a fantasy football analyst stood in for someone, I would be a little bothered by it. Now, when I stand in for people, they're like, oh, Adam Azer's doing my draft. They're like, okay, great. That's more money if for If he us. just did it out of courtesy, though, as long as he wasn't paid, like he didn't pay for the service, I'm okay with it. I think I'd be mad about it, but wouldn't do anything. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's it's fair to be mad about. I just want to clarify it with the with the home league or with the uh, the podcast league because I want any of the podcast listeners that are listening these guys are scoring so many points against me. I have like 20 more points against than any other team. I'm like middle of the road in points four and 0 and 3. They're killing me. Uh, well, maybe next year when you're in it, you can do like a, you know, the sixth playoff spot goes to the guy who has the most points or the girl. Yeah. So, yeah that's I'm going to have to change the rules because I'm my only 0 and 3 team against the podcast listener. Next up, let's regulate for Sam. I have a league that has great members and a great league manager, but I hate one extreme rule that I can't stand. They play that the DST gets minus a point for every point allowed. So every defense is projected and scores negative points. Uh, they think it makes the league unique. I say it makes the defense the most important position, which is dumb. Thoughts? I've been trying to battle this for years, and like I said, great league manager, great league members, but I hate this scoring to make the league quote different. Yeah, I hate this too. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming there's a rule that you absolutely have to start a defense and you can't bench them because everybody would probably yeah. just try to bench one. This is really silly. I'm not a big fan of this. Um, I, I don't think that it makes the defense the most important position necessarily. I mean, there's going to be a wide range between different de defenses, but if every defense, you know, it's just like what we talk about with quarterbacks. If every quarterback is scoring a ton of points, and, you know, the, the difference between the different quarterbacks is not as big, then they're not as valuable as their raw number. And same thing with D. Like, yeah, you, you want one that's not going to give you a ton of negative points here. If you, if you, if you, play, might... if you started the Packers DST last night, you were down 35, whatever, 31 points, whatever it was. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely, terrible. it would definitely be important to not have it. And even if you have a good, like, the reason this is bad is defenses are the best, the best way to pick a fantasy defense is the opposing offense. So even if you have like the Ravens playing against the Chiefs, then what are you going to do? You're going to cut the Ravens now? Like you need to stream every week. I imagine the Fab is getting spent on defenses like crazy. I'm not a big fan of this setup at all, but it's terrible. I don't. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> because it's like you're just you're just inviting you know variants into the game, and it's like the one thing that we just hate. You know, not even as analysts, but as players, it's just stuff completely out of your control. And you're talking about points allowed in. The year of 2019 football, like there's everyone scores points. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, if you had the Patriots DST in this league, you're probably three and zero on your way to four and zero. Next one, I guess it probably is the most important position in this. It, it is. This it really it is, Ben. Yeah. It is by a lot. This is from Shep. We have a penalty for last place in our league that goes to the regular season winner. This year, we had a team tie for the last place record. I think he means a financial penalty. Uh, so the team tied for the last place record. Our fantasy website uh, placed one team. Nailing it today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one team ninth and one team tenth. We believe it's due to the head-to-head -head tiebreaker. However, there's no explanation in the rules as to why one team finished ninth and the other team finished tenth. Should they split the cost of the penalty or should the team that the website made tenth 
pay all $25 themselves. I say if you don't have if you didn't have a tiebreaker for this specific penalty established, then they got to split it. Okay. Yeah, I'm for that. Twelve dollars and fifty cents. Twelve fifty each. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A right. Chipotle burrito for each of you. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good, but not as good <laughs> as some pizza, baby. Have you ordered pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, the door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try. But it's only available at Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. And that's funny because when I had Little Caesars uh, for the telethon a couple months ago, well, that's probably like one month ago, um, I had to have it cold because everybody ate the damn pizza before I got off the air. I was supposed to have a pizza eating contest with Dave Richard on the air. It never happened. I was so disappointed. I would have beaten him. And, Good radio too. Uh, no, it was video. It was video. <laughs> it was for our video telethon. And then I, you know, then everybody ate all the Little Caesars before I could get to it. So the pizza portal would have been great. And check it out. All right, let's do some starter sit, guys. This is from Eddie, Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd, or DJ Chark. Boyd for uh, me. Boyd, yeah, Tyler Boyd. Eric and Maine. Hey, Dennis, Mac, Charlie, D, and Frank. It's always sunny. It just came back. It's bad. It's still going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not a not a fan. Great show. Uh, the scene where Frank comes out of the sofa naked is like the funniest thing I've ever seen him. Like it does have That's some funny. amazing <laughs> moments. I still remember watching the first episode I ever saw that, and I was rolling off a couch in college crying. So, like, this is like yeah. 2006 or something. I don't. It's been on for like 14 years. I'm not. Yeah, not it's a, a show fan. that's grown. It's a show that's grown though from where it started off, and it's a great, you know, self reflection of kind of everything that's changed in the world. You know, you think about what they've done the last few seasons. Hmm, interesting. I, I, yeah, it's not that I don't like it. I just for whatever reason, I I never I never made time for it. It's like the wire. Half PPR and ha- and point uh, two points per carry. I need to sit one. Edelman, Evans, Fournette, carry on Johnson. Ooh, that's tough. I really like Edelman this week with Tre'Davious White on Josh Gordon, but the point two points per carry. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sitting, big I'm boost to Evans. Fournette and carry on, right? I'm, I'm sitting Evans. You're not sitting Evans. Evans just scored nine million points last week. Okay, so the Rams. Uh, they have in their last ten games, they have allowed more than nineteen fantasy points to two quarterbacks. That that was Nick Mullins in Week Seventeen and Dak Prescott, who had a rushing touchdown. Uh, they smother passing games like they're just so good against wide receivers. Uh, so I am afraid they allow the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Sorry, I was looking for the for the numbers. There have been four receivers with nine or more targets against the Rams: DJ Moore, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. None of them scored a touchdown. So I am quite concerned about Mike Evans this week. I mean, I have to start him, but these are great options. So I would sit him for Edelman, Carrion Johnson, and Fournette personally. How about you, Rich? I think just the way the scoring set up, uh, I would lean Evans just for the touchdown odds. Like he could have a terrible game and still score a touchdown and beat Edelman. I think if it was full PPR, I would be in on everything you laid out, especially the splits since Talib's come back from that injury last year. They've just been sensational and they've already started off third and wide receiver points allowed this year against pretty good receivers, right. you know, the Panthers, the saints and the Browns. 
Um, so, I mean, I definitely see it being more of a game where you expect more of a floor game for Mike Evans. But we were talking about just half PPR. Uh, we still want to chase the touchdown upside a little bit. Uh, I think you can get a little edge, you know, have a crummy game and still might score. Okay, so you're going. So you're going to sit Edelman. Yeah, I'm going to play the running backs for sure, and I like carrying a lot this week. All right, this is from Sasquatch. Dear Frankie Carbone, Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy, Freddie No Nos, Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother, and Jimmy two times. <laughs> oh God, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, it's Goodfellas. Yep. You got it this time. Should I start Chris Thompson, um, or Kenyon Drake? Uh, I'll take John, uh, Thompson. Same. If McLovin is out, does that help Chris Thompson? Sure. Yeah. Someone's got to catch passes for him. Yeah. I mean. Right. Yeah. We didn't mention that earlier. Uh, from Adam. McLovin though? Of course I call him McLovin. F1. I, who? Da- no. He- McLovin is so much better than F1. Every, look, look, everybody knows McLovin. Only like NASCAR people know F1. That's not true. It's true for me. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I just want to know Scary Terry. First of all, someone yeah. already has the nickname Scary Terry. Uh, and you don't get to pick your nickname anyways. Yeah, so Scary Terry, is that just is that Rick and Morty? Is that what that is? But Terry Rozier already has it for right. the Celtics. So, I mean, you can't. we can't claim it. Just like Hollywood, man. Listen, I know everyone wants – and Hollywood Brown, like there was already squatter rights. I mean, you can't You can't have it. I'm sorry. It's Marquise Brown. I will never call you Hollywood Brown because it was already claimed. He's from Hollywood, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I think some exceptions. Uh, who, <laughs> <laughs> okay, where are we here? From Adam, PPR, who should I start at flex? LaShawn McCoy or Carrion Johnson? Got to be carry on. I'm with Rich. I really like carry on this week. I mean, he had a, a massive uptick in snaps mm-hmm. and his entire role after the uh, CJ Anderson release. He got the goal line touches. We got to be really, really optimistic about carry on going forward. But why wouldn't you also feel that way about McCoy? I mean, I'm excited. Well, he got re-injured last week and he left the game early and he's been limited in practice all week. I, I do really like McCoy as the lead back for the Chiefs, but I don't know. You know, I, I'd go with the healthy back. All right. That's fair. Blake from Florida. Who do you all like better between Rivers and Brady? Oh, Rivers for sure. Oh, yeah. That's an easy one. Yep. JP, Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff? Jackson. Always Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with Jackson. I mean, again, why do you have both Lamar Jackson and Jared Goff <laughs> yeah. on your roster? I have to, I have to ask because you're going to ask this question how many more times the rest of the year? Um, golf's, golf's home road splits are very breezy and Roethlisbergian. Like, uh, you know, you look at he's averaged 25 fantasy points at home since the start of last year. Just 17 on the road, 336 passing yards at home. He plays. He's playing a, a defense this week in the Bucks. That's going to be probably a pass funnel. And the Giants figured it out last week. They've played Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and the 49ers running backs and only allowed 160 rushing yeah. yards to those backfields. Yeah. yeah they're, uh, they're great. Todd Bowles' them. history is stopping the run, you know, too. I mean, but they don't have the secondary to guard yeah, anyone. You, you <laughs> definitely got to, you got to like Goff this week for sure. But I, yeah. you're playing. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, but, but here, but, but Reeves, can I call you Reeves? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so Reeves, you know, you say, why are you, why are you going to own Jackson and Goff? And then you, you gave the answer because you can't start Jared Goff on the road until further notice. Of course you're going to start. You're, but you're always going to own gonna both play of Lamar them. Jackson anywhere. Well, maybe, but but why? Like, what are you going to do? Drop Lamar Jackson? Drop Jared Goff? You're gonna no, no, him. you gotta you gotta try to sell them for something. Yeah, a package. You got package up Goff and Goff and something to a team that is streaming 
or playing a guy like Baker that's that's, strugg- that, that's frustrated playing Baker or uh, you know all these quarterbacks. Are you guys in on Lamar Jackson? Like I know he had a bad game in Week Three. Do you do you feel like he is a must start rest of season? So Rich He's coined had, Rich yeah. coined this t- term the Konami code, the old. The old regular Nintendo up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start uh, code for running quarterbacks. So Rich is the guy to ask on this. Okay. So isn't it select start? It's I a, always did select start. He just says start. I, I, I'm all so with select, you on select. So select and start technically aren't even part of the code. It just starts the game. Oh, uh, so really? You, so it's select okay. start. with. So you have to hit select start to start the game with two players or start just at one player. So, but neither one are technically part of the actual code. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's true. It's just because the each that those buttons just start the game. You waited forty six minutes to tell me this. This should have been like right <laughs> out of the top of the show. <laughs> I, but, but I wrote that I wrote an article in twenty thirteen about running quarterbacks, and I know, dubbed that phrase the commie code. It's uh, gone around the circles of fantasy for a while. It's kind of what like my calling card is. But so, but it just it just highlights the floor of running quarterbacks. So Lamar Jackson now has made ten career starts. He's the only quarterback in NFL history that's had fifteen or more fantasy points in all ten of his first career starts. Uh, just because the floor is so high because of the rushing ability, and then when you get the touchdowns or you get any passing juice at all, the ceiling is just astronomical when he's throwing for over 250 yards it's crazy too yeah. yeah it's it's insane so you're getting a high floor already uh which is what we play the quarterback position for anyways it's how we stream and it's we, we play it from the floor up because that's how the scoring works and then you have uh that floor paired with just a, a, an uber high ceiling where he can be the highest scorer on any slate uh i mean he's just a guy i will never i would never bench him to be honest i would never ever bench him okay is that only for Contra that game, or is that like for other for that? Code? I think it actually has been applied to other games, but Contra was the first game that it you know was that you know it was for. But I think they've used the Konami code in multiple games. I mean, you'd have to wiki it, but I I know that it's been used in other stuff afterwards. Um, I want to ask you. Yeah. I want to ask. I just remember game. doing Contra, get thirty lives, uh, and yeah, just going to town. I, I want to ask you a video game question, if you don't mind, since it's you know it's it's my show apparently. Um, I, I love a game called Rygar and. Nobody really knows Rygar. Are you familiar with Rygar and Nintendo? I know the game, but I've not uh, played it. But I know the actual game. Though. I know of it. Okay, Ben Rygar. Nope, never yeah. heard of it. It's terrific. It's my. It was my favorite Nintendo game. All right. Well, everybody, go out and play it. Uh, let's see. We got from Challenger half PPR McCoy or Josh Jacobs. This is tough. Jacobs is in a good spot uh, against the Colts, right, with Darius Leonard yeah. out. And then McCoy, we just talked about with the injury, but I think I'm still going to go with the K- KC lead back here, assuming he's you know, good to go. You want to you monitor the health stuff, but assuming, assuming he's pretty much good to go like he was last week, I want to play McCoy, I think. Okay. From Andrew, I need a wide receiver and a flex half PPR. Josh Gordon, Stefan Diggs, McCole Hardman. Pick a wide receiver. Gordon, Diggs, Hardman. Rich, who you got? I think I'm more uh, this, Yeah, I think I want to go upside with Hardman. Um, yeah, it's a great Watkins game too. I mean, we don't have to delve into that, but this is a great Watkins bounce back game. And then we need a flex: Gordon Diggs, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman. Uh Gordon, but I don't like the matchup. I mean, I, I'm worried about Diggs. I, I'd love to play him, but I'm already worried about him. Another playing the, the Bears. I don't think you really want to start him. And those running backs. Kind of uninspiring. I don't know. I think I'd go Gordon. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think you're just yeah you're trying to chase that touchdown. Uh, a lot of these guys. I mean, Diggs had two good games against the Bears last year. One was with Stefanski, 
Uh, he's had he had a touchdown in both games, but oh, it's just so hard. How do you play any of these Vikings guys at this point? What they've what what they've given us the sample size of these guys going back to the halfway point of last year and into this year, the start of it. And if you have Adam Thielen, I mean, you should be selling him on the principle of him having those touchdowns uh, because his volume has not been there either. Um, I know it's got to get better, but there's still too much fragility with both of these guys that I think if I have the opportunity to sell them, I want to sell them. All right, guys, we got about 10 minutes left, so I'm going to go real fast here. I'm going to give this one to Ben, then to Rich, then to Ben, then to Rich. This is from Jay. I need a flex this week. Philip Lindsay, McCole Hardman, Daryl Williams, DJ Chark. Uh, I think you got to go Lindsay. I don't like the matchup, but uh, he he's getting the goal line work. Cody from Prince Akeem's favorite borough in New York City. That, of course, would be Queens. Give me two receivers and two flexes. A lot of guys here. All right. DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Josh Gordon, Demarcus Robinson, Terry McLovin, Philip Dorsett, and Devontae Freeman. Who are you starting in that group, Rich? I need two, two and two. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, three. Re- yeah, at least three receivers. Only one running back here. So, uh, Well, give me Marquise Brown for sure. Uh, Devontae Freeman. And I already forgot half the guys. DJ Moore, Josh Gordon, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Philip Dorsett. Well, McLaurin, if he plays, is absolutely in as well. If he if he's active, right. uh, we're gonna have to wait on that. It's probably trending to doubtful, though. I mean, if you didn't practice today, probably yeah. trending to not. Um, uh, so then I think you go Demarcus Robinson and DJ Moore. Why not? Yep, sure. And Moore, yeah. All right, this is from Mota. Should I start Danny Dunn? Ugh. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, or Jameis Winston? Yeah, I love that. You, you didn't even read the Jameis Winston nickname. Sorry, that tripped me Famous up. Jameis. Famous Jameis? I don't even... Uh, Famous Amos. Cookies. I'm not a fan of that. Come on. Uh, I would play... Daniel Jones. I think I would play Daniel Jones. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. This is from SN Luss. Pick two of three. McLaurin, if he plays, Godwin, Robert Woods. Yeah, so it'd be McLaurin and Woods, and then if he doesn't play, your decision's made. From Mo, pick a flex. Cooks, Devontae Freeman, Sony Michelle. Cooks. Brandon, uh, Brandon Cooks, I'm assuming. Like, yeah. that, that's not a mistake, and it's like Jared Cook or somebody, but like Dalvin yeah, Brandon Cooks. Cooks would be for me. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. <clears throat> Excuse me. From Max, happy PR, Galladay, Boyd, or Mixon? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, yeah, that is a rough one. Uh, what was it? I mean, is it full PPR? Half. Half. Half? Oh, baby. Uh, I think you got to uh, – man, that's tough. Because I want to say mixing just for the volume. And I think you have to lean there. But the other guys have better outlooks, I think. Uh, especially, you know, Galladay bounced back against the Chiefs. Yeah, Just that like game Galladay, has so much so. more potential. Just that game is so much more potential than that Steelers game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's but a tough I think one. You, yeah, I think it is tough. I think I would just play the volume, though. I think I would just just play, mix in, and hold my breath. Okay, Nick, Michael Thomas, or um, Mike Evans? What is this? I started to sit for you. I can only start two of these guys. Sorry. Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, Marquise Brown. Ben, pick two. Uh, I will play. Wow. Um, we can throw out Evans and more, but I'm struggling between Brown, Cooks, and Thomas. I might sit Michael Thomas. Ooh, all right. Kyle in East Lansing, Michigan. Rich, Colts or Steelers DST? Oh, Colts. From Las Vegas, Joe. Jared Goff or Daniel Jones? 
Uh, I'm going to go Goff. And one more here for Rich. Will Disley and Darren Waller. Who would you go with? Oh, man. I think you got to play Darren Waller. Just the volume is so high. I know you want to chase the matchup. Okay. Well, look. <laughs> we're almost out of time, but we can do a, a little more regulating. This is from Nick. I need some assistance. I had a trade set up on Wednesday. I would be giving up Mac and Devontae Adams. I would receive Bell and Cooks. Remember, this was before the game. Mac and Adams for Le'Veon Bell and Brandon Cooks. We have a commission that's new to the commissioning game. He said he would not push the trade through before the Thursday game when the Packers play, even though we submitted the trade on Wednesday, and nobody in the league cared if it went through. I was the only one who would negatively be affected because Bell was on a bye, and the Bell owner would get Adams this week. Because our trade did not go through, the Bell owner then traded Michael Thomas with someone else, and I'm out of my trade. Please regulate and tell our commission how to conduct a league of gentlemen. Well, what's the protocol for trades? How long do they Wait. stay up? I don't know, but I yeah, hate the, that, man. Like, trades should go through basically immediately. No, yeah, the, the trade should go through before a game. You should never have this. If you have to call the people in your league and, and get a vote or something because you're worried about it, do it. But, like, this kind of bureaucratic stuff where a trade doesn't go through because it's not within the window, I'm way against. I think this trade should have definitely gone through. The second thing I don't understand the bell owner then goes and trades to someone else when he has an accepted trade. That doesn't seem like that should be allowed either. If you're not going to allow a trade right. to go through, the first trade should still be, you know, be the one that gets processed. Well, but, but I wouldn't, but I think he's saying that because the Thursday night game, you know, was impacted, it impacted the trade. That trade became like null and void. But why would the trade become null and void if it was already accepted? Because of Adams. Because like, why would I make a trade if I'm not able to use if I'm I'm not if I'm trading for Devonte Adams on Wednesday and then all of a sudden I don't get to use him on Thursday? I'm gonna be like, screw that! I don't want to do the trade. So if it, I mean, this is just more of a reason why the trade should yeah, absolutely have gone through. You can't have a trade be null and void because I don't know. You're right, Ben, and it's been regulated. Okay, this is from Jacob from a city with the worst traffic in the South. I think that I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta. What do you guys think? In the, in Atlanta's pretty good. Nashville. In I've the been south, Nashville has bad, uh, bad. Tra- I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I've I've heard I mean, that Nashville all has the, bad. Tra- like Austin is terrible too. Like, is that the south? Is that the southwest? I don't know if that counts. No. I don't know if that counts. The south. It's probably I guess Atlanta. <laughs> all right. Well, if if Miami is in the south, then it is probably Miami. On Tuesday morning, two of my league mates made a trade. Amari Cooper for Austin Eckler and Golden Tate. After the Melvin Gordon news, the team that traded for Eckler went into the league group chat and tried to buy vetoes for $4 each. (laughs) The trade did not end up getting vetoed, but a couple of league members accepted his offer of $4. I think the parties involved should be punished. What say you, regulators? I'm hoping this is for fab dollars, by the way, and not for actual dollars. I think it's. it sounds like for actual dollars, because I don't know how they would have transferred fab dollars. Uh, this is obviously not a, not uh, kosher. You can't uh, do anything in within the league where you're offering benefits outside the league, because that, that just opens up such a massive can of worms. Where, I mean, I've had leagues where people were like, oh, I'll, I'll buy you a pizza on Sunday if you do this for me, or you make this trade or whatever. You can't have that. It, it impacts the competitive balance of the league. So yes, this is a an egregious uh, an egregious breaking of the rules. This is would go down as collusion, as far as I'm concerned. I I don't know of a good punishment. I, I think 
we got to come up with some something unique. I liked some of the ones we came up with a couple weeks ago. Like we said that people could just bench their best player on the team for <laughs> yes. that week. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was a very good punishment. Rich, what do you think about this? Trying to buy vetoes for an Austin Eckler trade. I mean, I appreciate this guy's getting, he's getting the worst of it anyways. Cause one, he, he didn't get this trade vetoed. And I imagine the $4, I would assume that they have $4 transactions. Like he's suggesting I'll cover a transaction for you or something. Uh, and so, um, but he he's he got screwed on both ends because one he he's holding the bag on Eckler now, and then two he's got to pay those out because he promised he'd pay those people out for this. They, if it, it doesn't matter if they got enough votes to veto it, they still held up their end of the bargain and vetoed it. So that guy has to pay that out mm-hmm. still. Yeah, man, that's tough. He's gonna have, <laughs> but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for a week now. He's spending all that money also, on vetoes. If you're trading for Eckler, you knew the shoe exactly. was eventually gonna drop. Exactly. Eventually, you can't back out. Exactly. Right. Like that's a risk you take. You know, you can't get a trade, an accepted trade veto just because something happened during the the interim period before it processed. In my opinion, I don't, I don't think you yeah. can back out of a trade at that point. Last year, I went to a football game with my friend, and he bought me a bottle of water for five dollars, and he made me Venmo him five dollars. Can you believe <laughs> that's, that? <laughs> that's, he, that's awesome. <laughs> he would not. He would not buy me a bottle of water. So it's well, some kind of friend you got. Yeah. 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 Pocket Aces doesn't take that crap anymore, all right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich Rebar, ladies and gentlemen, at Lord Reeves on Twitter. Sharp Football Analysis is his website, and uh, he's a he's very interesting guy. I think you can all tell, so you'll get some great fantasy analysis. Rich, thanks for coming on our show. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I've had a great great relationship with Ben. Uh, he's someone I followed you know, throughout his uh, you know, start of his career, and I'm happy that he's elevated to you know a place at CBS, and he's gotten the the, the due that he's deserved for the work he's done. And you know, um, I'm glad that you and I finally got to hook up after the the podcast uh, where I was mentioned, and then we got to come on and you know kind of extend that olive branch. Um, so I hope we can do it again sometime. Thanks a lot, Rich. I'm we a friendship it. maker. I'm <laughs> yeah, a friendship maker. Rich, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And Ben, thank Absolutely. you. You're no small part of this either, Ben. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was a long, it was our longest Saturday mailbag ever, I think, but it was worth it. Make sure you listen to our radio show tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern for Rich and for Ben. I'm Adam. We'll talk to you on Sunday night with the recap. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.